everyone and welcome into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are just happy to be with you. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> I hope everyone's well. I'm good. I said I hope everyone's well. You go, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, regardless of y'all, I'm doing, I'm doing good. But no, that's good. Um, I take it your week's been good. Um, so far, yes, and it'll be even better once I get in the shower. Oh, I know that's right. My my day will be even better when I straighten this room up. Um, I oh, just, I'm chalking it. Oh, I need to. <laughs> I'm like, I need to get these clothes folded tonight. Otherwise, I'm just never going to do them, and I want to go into another day think about folding clothes. Mm. I'm gonna I clear feel... that space up in my mind. Also, it's not that like I, I hate. Um. It's not that I hate doing this. I don't. But, like, I feel so relieved when Tuesday is over and this is recorded because I'm like, it's because out of all my responsibilities I have, I take this one the most serious. Yeah. Excuse me. I mean, I take I take going to the gym serious. But, uh, I, I, I just know what you mean. When, like, when Tuesday yeah. is over, you but I did it. Now I can have fun. Exactly. Like, exactly. I can, like, not focus on... I feel like this is, like, you know, you consider it work. And I. it's like by the time Tuesday come around, I'm ready to talk. I'm excited about the podcast. But then when it's over, and I just have my week to not necessarily, like, plan for something. Because it does... We really essentially can't do anything on Tuesdays. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have, like, a life after 5 o'clock on the rest of the days. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I feel like Monday or Tuesday, I can't do anything for some reason because on Monday, it's like I want to get a good night's sleep so I can be ready for Tuesday. True. <laughs> Even though that's why, well, first of all, I like working out in the morning anyway because I'm like, yeah, got it done. But that's exactly why I do my, when I go to Orange Theory, I go um, early in the morning. So I had a rest of the day to rest, run errands, do all, whatever. Yep, just like that. Yep, mm-hmm, yep. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just saw something really, really funny on social mm-hmm. media, which I shouldn't be on it. But let's get into this phase <laughs> four, right? So this week's phase four, shout out to Zara. She asked us on Instagram um, to like, or she suggested phase four, um, gym extra gym exercise machines but I just um also added exercises and machines because I think both of us we like yeah we use like machines but also we kind of just do other types of exercises so just broadened it a little bit you first yeah so um actually went to the gym today oh my gosh everybody thank you for clapping for me but yeah I went to <laughs> I went to the gym today, um, met with my trainer, um, and um, since I've been working, like, I have to work with a trainer at a certain point because I'd be so scared of working certain things. Also, like, me, um, like, the laws of gravity, what will, wait, what can go wrong will go wrong. So (laughs) um, I've been finding out a lot of stuff that I like now since I'm back working with my trainer. So I will say, I don't know why, but I'm, I want to read my list upside down. I mean, y'all don't know what's upside down, but I do. I didn't have to say that. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. You heard this shit on yourself. So I didn't have to say. 
I didn't, but I just wanted to. So I really like deadlifts. Like I love um today I deadlifted 40 pounds. Oh my gosh, thank you for clapping. Um and it wasn't as bad as I thought. Like the fact that I was lifting, like I was deadlifting 40 pounds wild. Um, but yeah, it makes me feel like very powerful. Like it makes me feel like I'm really doing something. So like I love um doing deadlifts. That's like the ones that are like on the long bar. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um also um I really am into weight training at the moment. Um and so I like free weights. Um I love working with free weights. I, I feel like free it's weights. There's so much you can do. And free weights are the ones that are like dumbbells, like stuff, mm-hmm. the ones that are like apart. So um yeah, so I like working with free weights. Um I work with them a lot, um, doing orange theory and then when I'm with my trainer and like I really honestly feel like way stronger now since I'm like heavy on the weight training. Um excuse me. The third one is, so I've always wanted to use this and it's the leg press and there's like two different I love the leg but the leg press, press that I like is the one that you like you're on the floor basically yeah I like that one too so it's you're basically on the floor um and you're like um how do I say you're pressing your legs against it I don't know why I'm gonna say you're throwing your legs but it's literally called the leg press you're pressing your legs <laughs> <laughs> you're pressing your legs against it and today I did it I don't know what tip my trainer was on, but I was doing 190. Yeah, that's how the they first, be. They keep adding weights. It's like, what, so what are you doing? First, she, add, she added weights, and then she took them off. And when I was doing 190, in my mind, I was thinking, what are you, fucking nuts? <laughs> but... <laughs> thought she was fucking nuts but that's how you think he's like do i look like fucking iron man or something i like, really thought she you? saw i thought in her mind that she saw Dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> that's what she saw she didn't see me when she put that 190 on her she didn't see me she definitely saw <laughs> like somebody that's on ninja warrior something not me that's why I be thinking to myself. I be like, but I'm not I gonna it. lie. You do need a trainer sometime to show you that you can do shit. Because yeah. me would have been like, I just no. Like I'm gonna throw something out of place, <laughs> and you really need somebody to push you to the point where you. But I didn't even know I could do that. Yeah, exactly. So I did it. So I did a 190, and then she took. She I did 190, and then how many sets that I did 190, and I did um 10 reps. And then she took it off, and then I did 12. Um, And then the last one, I think I had, like, 45 on each side, and then I did 15. Like, the last set was, like, all out. Um, Sorry, I just... I'm so used to going to Orange Theory. That's what the that's what the coach yeah, says. You said when, oh wow. I said damn. <laughs> when you that's what the coach at Orange Theory says when you are like <laughs> you're like you is what is what it says is what you're doing. He's always like and now you're going all out and like I'm that's in my brain now like now just. <laughs> 
but it feels good to do that like when you know like your workout coming to an end and I'll get to it like I kind of do that like I, I like I snap like I go crazy I'm like yes one minute give it your yep, that's all. what they say they be like push come on you go this is a 30 second push first of all it be the longest 30 seconds um <laughs> You be staring at the timer hard as shit. Yeah, because like in Orange Theory, it's like a big screen. Like when you on the um, treadmill, it's like a big TV in front of you. And at the bottom of the TV, you can see like the time that you have left. And like it's an hour. Uh, Orange Theory is an hour. So like he'll be like 30 second all out. And I'm like, are you sure? Is this a 30 second all out or is it 30 minute all out? Because this feels long as fuck. Yes. But I don't take my eye off the clock when my, I'm like waiting for that 30 seconds. Yes, but I just I say to myself, groove. quitting lasts forever. Like, yeah, so it's true. I, quit, I never it's give done. up. It's oh, done. I felt, I felt like shit. Like when I was, um, <laughs> I definitely feel like shit oh, yesterday when I was at Orange Theory. I don't know. First of all, all right, I'm getting off topic, but I'm going to reel back in. I need, and this is, to anybody, if you do anything like Orange Theory, Soul Cycle, like if you do anything that's like an intense 30, I mean, an intense hour workout, like in a class or something, Peloton, like anything like the mirror, like if you do anything like that, where it's like continuous as reps until and you only get a 90 second break, like every so often, I suggest to you to literally eat three hours before you do the class. Because when I tell y'all, I swear to god i only had peanut butter i had like two scoops of peanut butter because two scoops of peanut butter is 190 calories and then i had a bananas because i always want to have fruit in the beginning of my day so i'm like i'm gonna have this because it's very light and it won't sit on my stomach y'all why this workout was so intense i had the craziest runner's trout (laughs) trot all i had was a banana and peanut butter and I still felt it like they was he was whooping my ass like and I accidentally signed up for a one mile run like because there's a calendar. Always check the calendar. I haven't been checking the calendar and I've been accidentally signing up for classes that I don't want to do, but <laughs> I do it anyway. And when I tell you all the whole 60 minutes, I felt like I had to like shit out of my ears, but I did it. That um, worse. I can't do it. I don't know how you did I got to go to bed for I, I did it. And it's crazy because, like, my mind, I don't want to give up. And I'm like, and there's other, and it's crazy because there's other people going, like, some people leave to go to the bathroom or some people, like, catch their breath. In my mind, I'm like, you cannot stop. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm married. But I cannot stop. I literally cannot stop. I literally have to go through. Like, I don't stop. Um, But let's see if I pass out this Monday. But anyway... Hopefully I don't. Send in prayers. <laughs> the last one is classic jumping jacks. I know I might sound crazy. I'm like, huh? But jumping jacks, it's funny because me and Iman are like the total opposite. Me, I said just earlier, like when I go to the gym or something, like I want to be a spider monkey. I like to do stuff that like, j- like if Iman saw what I was doing yesterday, oh my gosh, you would have been like, no, like what are y'all doing? <laughs> like I just love jumping around like doing stuff that I'm just that's probably why my knee is not getting any better but like I just love doing stuff like that and like um so first I was doing like these jumping jacks in my trainer where like you have like three pound weights and excuse me that sounds very easy like a three pound weights but you're like 
taking your arms and you're swinging the weights like up continuously and you're doing like 25 jumping jacks and you feel it in your arms like you feel it so like sometimes like randomly I'll just do um I'll do jumping jacks um just to like get my heart rate going just to like pump myself up like I'll do jumping jacks also um honorable mention um what the fuck is it called what is it called when you um like I guess Burpees? slam ball like oh. when you take that you had a medicine ball and you slam it on the ground you you okay um, I want to try that yeah, for some reason I, like I can't Iman you could do it it's so freaking fun because in my mind I always thought oh I could never catch the ball but it's so much easier than you think it is when you're doing it and I think I said this on here before but like a few weeks ago I went to my home gym and um it was and I went in the morning like so imagine it's 8 a.m at the gym I'm slamming this ball hard as shit I'm it's clapping the floor. <laughs> it's loud. It's the loudest. It's eight. It's eight a.m. at the gym, and I'm slamming this ball. I'm excited. <laughs> Everybody in the gym pissed. Me <sighs> still slamming the ball. <laughs> Don't care. Saying you're slamming something is just funny. To the me. ball was like, <laughs> and like the gym like is quiet. <laughs> It's quiet. Everybody like on treadmills, lifting weights. Like they just mm, like you know making like grunting just a little bit. That's not very like, sexual. I'm just gonna put that. I'm just gonna let you know. What you say? That moan you did. That was very sexual. That's how people be sounding. Like if your headphones ever come off, listen to people lifting weights. Like, no, I don't for that reason because I, I it's still it. sexual for some reason. It do, but I was slamming the hell out that ball. I was like, I don't care. Like it's a gym. Like wake up. That's what you literally supposed to do there. Like and if you can't slam the ball in the gym, where can you slam it? That's also, how like, I feel. Sorry, planning for this is a judgment free zone. Like, why are y'all judging me? Like, I'm sorry. I literally came in at gym. Like, y'all know when Roller Ray was like, it's time to wake them the fuck up. Like, that, <laughs> that's really how I came in. But I'd rather you be slapping the ball and slapping your feet on the ground. And listen, <laughs> did I tell you that that time I was in LA Fitness? <laughs> there was a guy in there like. <laughs> Like kickboxing, but his like he was like doing like little conditioning exercises and like mm -hmm. running back across and doing. And I'm like, why do I hear your loud ass feet? Now that across <laughs> this wooden floor, Prison. and I'm like, you sound wet. Like, mm -hmm. why oh my god, I would have threw up. I was threw up. And then I turned around and I'm like, you know. I know this is the gym, but this is not that type of place for you to be doing turbo kicks and shit. Like, you need to relax. And then, like, the outfit you got on, let me know you're not even serious about, like, martial arts. Because you got, like, ball shorts on and this, like, t-shirt from, like, your family reunion. So, I'm like, do not even, like... You just freestyling in here trying to bring attention to yourself. I just feel I like, hate stop that. kicking. Oh, Iman, you would have been pissed on... When did I go to the gym? On last Thursday, Thursday or Friday. Why was it a couple going... They was rotating, doing, like, this workout. Like, one of them was jumping rope. First of all, they brought that rope from home. There's no jump ropes in their gym. They was jump one. They was jumping rope, rotating from the seat press, doing some other stuff, and they was just being, like... like it was like they was in their own private gym. And I just was like, I just are you hate kidding that. Me? I hate that you were in a sheer space and I hate fit couples. I hate them. They were so annoying. And then I caught the one of the guys, he um 
he walked past the mirror when I was like on the elliptical and he was looking at himself and like smile. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I hate it so much. Like, it's just so obnoxious. And I'm just like anything like I just get mad because I'm like the gym is the only place I run into people that I would never run into in any other space because we don't run the same <laughs> circle. Hate... We don't shop at the same stores like nothing. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you're bam. We're right here in each other's face. I'm sure they hate me, too. And I hate that I share that one thing in common with them. Me too, the gym. Fitness. I hate it. I hate that we share fitness in common. But, um, so, oh, I didn't start. Sabrina, did you start the clock? Yeah, I started it. Okay, good for you. I'm starting now. Um, so, uh, the first thing on my list. Did you go through all four years? Yeah, because that was your honorable mention, a ball slip. Uh, Stairmaster. That's, uh, you know, I love the Stairmaster. I know that's sick. Yeah, I haven't always been here. I used to hate the Stairmaster. It was my least favorite thing. But I just feel like sometimes I just have so much like built up anxiety. The only thing that can make me feel better is intense cardio. And you'll see that from my list. Also, I do... I did really enjoy having a trainer and maybe one day I will get another one, especially since, you know, I injured my back and stuff. But right now... I really need workouts to be a mental reset of just me and my thoughts and and this activity. That's what I need. And I think the stair stepper is so intense and it's it's me against myself because if somebody else going on the stair stepper next to you, it's just like they could have a different goal. So it's not competition. Whereas running, you feel like if somebody else running, you got to run. If somebody else is going to look cool, like you got, that's how I am. And sometimes that competition can be healthy. But I like that this is just me, myself, and I. That's my competition. I've seen so much growth from, like, when I started doing a stair stepper in January to now. Like, I used to not be able to do no level uh, other than one. And now, like, I could be on, like, five level five for the like pretty much the whole time and I'm I just really like that growth and I see a huge difference in like my legs and stuff so also the stair stepper is great for a burning fat if you're somebody like me who don't just want to drop weight like on elliptical like I don't want to lose a lot of weight I just want to burn maybe things that I like the fat that I don't need on my body that's all Mm. I'm not trying to lose like a crazy amount of weight just trying to be fit and have a healthy heart um and then cycling cycling is I used to hate it it used to hurt my butt I don't know I don't know what happened like I guess I just got used to it but also I do plan on buying like a cushion uh just so that it could be even more comfortable I love cycling especially when you stand up and cycle um and cycle into songs like you can create your own routine like sometimes I sit down for a minute I stand up for a minute sit down for a minute stand up for a minute but indoor cycling let me put that out there <laughs> not I indoor cycling is great also my building has cycling and they have the little cycle machines so sometimes like I can go down there at like 10 p.m it's nobody in there so it's just me cycling alone and that feels so good um to just feel like I'm just working out and nobody is here to bother me or see me um and like it's to the point where I want to cancel my if it wasn't for the stair stepper I would cancel my gym membership because I like working out with nobody around it just feels good and I could do that here as long as I go during off hours. If mm-hmm. I go to the gym at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday, of course, I'm going to be there with the after work crowd. But if I wake up really early in the morning or if I go late at night, then there's that. Um, also, I'm just going to make this quick because I know we're going long. Running. I just like to be outside running. 
taking my time, being my own thoughts. I feel like running is also great if you have high anxiety. And it's also um, cool because you're your own competition. I would say the Nike app is so helpful. They have guided runs. And one time I did a guided run by accident because like I just, it's not that I had anything against the guided run. I just didn't feel like I needed it. Need it. But um, one time there was this coach on there and I'm like, this is really well done. Like the coach is like, all right, I'll be quiet now, you know, but at this point, pace yourself. And he was just like, if you are out of breath right now, you need to stop. And it's actually the opposite of pushing you to your uncomfortable. And it's also like meeting you where you are in your journey. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, this is how you run. And don't worry about getting faster. If you keep doing this, you will. It was just, it was motivational. Um, And I just like to use it to see how far I've gone, to see how many calories I burned, all that stuff. And then finally, strength-based stretches. I only got into this because I injured myself, uh, or I got injured in January. But I have continued because I like the way my muscles look from using my body weight and using stretching to like to work myself out. Like one, you are less likely to injure yourself when you do like a strength based stretch. I mean, yeah, strength based stretch, but also using like your legs, like just like lifting your legs up and like doing simple movements. You really can sculpt your body in like a super soft, lean way. And like, that's just how I want to do it. I also want to look in a way that's practical for me. Sometimes I like lifting weights and sometimes I don't. So I'm going to always feel like I'm not successful if I don't lift weights. But if I just, you know, like lift my leg up and down and bring my arms in and bring my arms out, like I know I can always do that no matter how busy my schedule is. So I feel like I'm doing something right. You know? Yeah, I definitely agree. I love, um, also I, um, I started using the stair, well, stair master, stair stepper, um, since you, um, used it, but also like, this sounds so like, I'm like trying to brag, but I really had to relax on it because like my, I'm very bottom heavy and I felt like my bottom was getting All right. a little bit. <laughs> Come on. I was getting too, too thick in the hips. Um, oh, so, what so a I problem. <laughs> I was, no, for real. Cause I brought these pants and I couldn't get them over my thighs. Child. I was so mad. You supposed to feel bad for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. Oh my gosh. I'm not I'm sorry, Sabri. You're not getting it. <laughs> you're not getting sympathy for me because your ass too fat. Like, come on. I don't. I'm, I'm that's sorry. just I feel like that's just disrespectful. <laughs> sorry, that's I'm over ass. here working. Literally, quite literally, working my ass on. Not working my ass on. I'm working so hard to just get the cupcakes where they need to be. Um, so yeah, I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for you. Jeez. Oh my god, my ass was just too fat. I'm sorry. I had to stop. It's too thick. I couldn't get my pants over my hips. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I just felt rage all of a sudden. Um. <laughs> So yeah, those are our favorite exercises. And just keep in mind that like, if your personality is high anxiety, I need to like, you know, like go like calm down, then you never know what could, could benefit you. Cause Sabria like to jump around, like do like 
almost like obstacle course style workout, but I'm somebody that's just like, I like to be independent and do like sometimes like uh, things at my own pace, as intense as I needed to be for the day, but as slow as I needed to be. And then like my cousin likes to lift weights to help her like just doing that slow focus activity while listening to podcasts. Like just if one thing isn't working for you, just keep trying other things because you know, who knows what, what you, what your body responds to. It's just important that you are doing, you know, something to help yourself and your well-being. Because yeah. I literally just found out, like, what I like because I was, like, like in the beginning of getting back to this, I was, like, struggling and I felt like I wasn't working hard enough and I just wasn't, like, satisfied. And so then I was, like, hi, my trainer has, like, classes on Saturday and, like, I took one of her classes and I was, like, oh, this is what I needed. Like, I feel so good. And, like, I didn't know she was still training. And then I found out she was. And so I got back with her. And then I looked into Orange Theory. Um, and uh, Iman didn't like Orange hated Theory. It. Hated it. Excuse me. And that, at first, I, at first, I didn't think I was going to like it because Iman didn't like it. But I remember Iman likes yoga, but I don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's so funny. So, I, um... I was like, okay, let me try it. And my first class as Orange Theory, I loved it. And like, I I have taken six classes so far. Um, and like my, after my first class, I ended up um signing up for like a monthly, um, thing, and I just renewed it. So yeah, I've taken like I went from being scared to do it to taking six classes. Yeah, exactly. We love it. I think that like when things are too slow, you get irritated. But when things are too intense and I'm like, I don't know if I feel like it. Like I get too intimidated. So I love stuff where I cannot think. Love it. Love that for us. No thoughts. Head empty. That's my style. <laughs> so let's get into toast for a sis. Okay. Let's toast to the sis. Let's toast to these pandemic parents. Yes, like, I just felt like people are, I feel like a lot of parents have been, like, transparent, very transparent during these times, and, like, you know, it's because they spent more time than usual with their children, um, especially because, like, some people, you know, work from home, and, like, their kids' daycare was, like, shut down or their school, so they had to, like, work from home and do school, um, so it's just been a lot and I just feel like we just need to clap for them. Like they are, you know, trying their best. Some of them are realizing that actually I like this better. I like having my child at home. Um, and some of them are just like, like for instance, um, I don't know if anybody has seen it. Y'all probably have cause y'all be on the internet. Um, that people are saying, like, it was like this TikTok going around <laughs> saying, like, you know, these pandemic babies, and like a lot of them are like stronger, um, more alert and things like that. And like, you know, some people were saying it's because, you know, their uh parents, I mean, a lot of the moms that were like pregnant were like at home. They had to sit down. Yes. Yes. 
It's crazy. Uh, my little cousins um, who are pandemic babies, they're doing crazy things. My one cousin, he just turned one, but we was we had him in June. So he wasn't what? He was like nine months at the time. Yeah, my mom, pandemic baby. Yeah. My mom was saying something to him like, thank you. And he was like, ain't you like making noises. And we was like, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. <laughs> he, but he, but he, his mom would get him on video. She's like, I swear to God, he repeating me. And I'm like, yeah, like he, this is a baby that's like mimicking way earlier than what my, you know, kids don't be doing that in like nine months. And my mom's like, he's really repeating me. So I definitely, um, I agree. I feel like these pandemic babies are something else. And I know a few of them. Like I had a bunch of friends give birth, um, during this pandemic and same, I just feel like their kids are just so like, they're so calm and zen and I don't know. And it's like you said, it's because a lot of people had a chance to just, they, they couldn't do anything other than sit their ass home and just bake. But I also understand that it wasn't easy to give birth in a pandemic because of like that fear. Mm-hmm. So it's just shouts, shouts to them. Yeah. Shout out to them. And shout we, out to we the see you. We see you. We see you all day. And it was not, it's not easy being a parent when you work from home. Cause I be seeing kids like literally crawl up on their parents lap. Like they don't understand the concept of like you're working. All they understand is the content, con- the, the, the idea of you are home. So if you're home, you're mine now. Like, you know, you're not at work. Kids don't understand it. And the parents just got to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tira Weck. I just want to give a shout out to her because she's so dope and she's so cool. And she makes me so proud to be a Philly girl. She is hilarious. Like I, I follow her on um, Instagram and I don't know why I wasn't, but my cousin (laughs) Kiki sent me like her story one night and she just literally was making, it was just ridiculous. The shit that she was saying, she would be like, all right, macaroni and cheese or Marge Simpson. I don't know why that's like funny to me, but it's like two things that just sound alike but actually aren't. And she was doing it to so many things. It was so funny. Um, also, like I, she loves Philly. I just love how she loved Philly. She loved Philly, and I love how calm and relaxed she is, and how she can go from like doing a project with like Beyonce, like hopping on that Beyonce project, and then just being like chilling, playing Uno with Meek Mills last night, and then <laughs> it's like, what are you doing playing Uno with Meek Mill? Like she just seemed like such a cool, 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 cool <laughs> person, and I'm so happy that we're from the same place. Yeah, because it's like sometimes we feel like we don't see people like her, but there she is. Yeah, and also like <laughs> stop laughing like that. Also, her humor is like very funny to me. It's very Philly, <laughs> classic Philly girl, and I love it. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. So let's get into Tulsa's. Sorry, was, I was about to be like nom 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 nom. Trisha, let's get into <laughs> Tulsa. Why would you do that? Mm. Sorry. That's please don't bring that here. That's how I feel. Bring what was here. I saying? We was oh, I was saying, mommy, I'm hungies. Yeah, <laughs> ew, that was making me so uncomfortable. That's that's what y'all boyfriends be saying, mommy, I'm hungies. Please, let me find out. <laughs> let me find out. That's what y'all boyfriends be saying, mommy, I'm hungies. <laughs> Sabrina, stop. 
That also, you said it takes me back to the day when we were at the buffet. (laughs) So we were at this restaurant. It's like Sabrina and Ryan sitting on, like sitting down. And I saw Ryan's (laughs) eyes just like change. He goes, what the fuck? Did you see that? (laughs) And when I turned around, I saw this little boy like, like close the door real fast. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) He was just looking at us. And then when Ryan made eye contact, he like. He like ran back in the room and shut the door. <laughs> he was on some other type song. They did not did give you a, just see that? Like, <laughs> they didn't give a fuck what he was doing. No, but then I saw him like the water was tasting funny. And I was like, I, I I don't I only need to think that this water is off to not drink it. Then I turned around and who who I see getting the water, the little boy. I'm like, uh, what? It's gotta be a health violation having that little boy go, you know, get water. He did something. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Um, But yeah, so for Tea Time, we decided to tap into the our love for TV and everyone else telling us that we should talk about shows more. Apparently, people really enjoy that. So now we're going to have a segment within a segment. So under Tea Time, we're going to have TV dinner. Um, so we just talk about the shows, the movies, the content, what we're streaming, what we're watching. Um predictions just show related content because we both love tv Mm -hmm. so insecure insecure predictions on what do we think is going to happen so i personally think that um lawrence and Issa are going to rock out i feel like Issa is going to i don't know why i said her name that hard but um I i was like Issa, but i feel like she is going to be like you know what um, I feel like she uh, she won't have a moment where she feel like she can't do it, and then she won't end up doing it. Um, I think the opposite. I'm I sorry, feel like Condola is going to disappear with the baby. Lawrence ain't gonna allow that though. Um, I, I feel like Lawrence is a uh, yes, he's a nice fuck nigga from time to time, but she probably but at I his like- core. He is, that's his, still his child. Yeah. Like, it's less about she, her. I'm so mad that's um his child. Like, why? I'm so pissed. What like, if Condola's lying? I don't think she would, but what if? I hope she is lying. I'm be honest. Me too. Because this is too stressful. This is hitting too close to home. I just don't like it. Um, But I feel like Issa going to try to do it with Lawrence, and she's not going to be able to. And I feel like it's an opportunity for her to potentially... um move but i don't know because Issa ray the like actual person mm-hmm. loves la so much yeah. and loves like you know oh i Inglewood. forgot he's supposed to move right he i think he was thinking about it but i don't know uh, yeah yeah he was supposed to move and they was talking about like how they was gonna make it work long distance and stuff like that but i just feel like i want lawrence i thought that they was gonna work out i think they both need to realize that like okay cool we forgive each other we love each other but no i don't want that story for Issa. i'm sorry like i i don't i don't want it i don't I think want that, that story she's for her gonna, either she's gonna start popping this next season i feel like her, her block party was successful i think that she's gonna start popping this next season I hope you're right. I really do. I, I just want. I just wanted to play the devil's advocate. <laughs> I, but but the thing is, like, that's not an unre. Like the thing is, if what you said happened, I wouldn't be like what. Like I could see them making that storyline work. I think if it's well done, 
it'll be good. I think that I just want, after watching Issa's growth and the connection I feel to her, like just as a black woman, I just want her to walk away winning. Mm. And despite Lawrence being a quote unquote love of her life, I just don't feel like a woman wins when she is with a man who has <laughs> a child, like while in a relationship, despite the circumstances. So mm-hmm. I just don't want them to be together for that reason. I want it. I would actually be happier with her ending the show single. than, than Yeah. I think home. also like now that you talk about it more, I could definitely see that being a possibility that she like, you know what? Um, it's not bad, like, and they might leave a cliffhanger of, like, her, like, meeting somebody in a coffee shop and just like, ooh, what will happen? Exactly, and also I feel like if, if Issa is single, but, like, in a better place, like, financially and mentally, then we have found, we have, like, she will be better than what we found her, like, in season one. Because in season one, she was, like, kind of a hot mess. Um, Didn't like her job. Mm-hmm. Was really unsure about her relationship. Was just getting into dumb shit. But if she is in a position where she, like, I don't have a relationship, but at least I don't have a relationship issue. Um, My career is looking up, and I'm doing a thing that makes me happy, and I created it out of pure, like, love and authenticity. Mm-hmm. And mentally, like, I've gotten over some of the things that might have caused me to be a cheater. Then we, she's better off. She's like a better person, and I'm like, that's all. I'm really focused on Molly. I don't know what the hell can happen. I to her. don't. She's know. going off the rail. She really is like that. That pissed me off how she treated, um, Snookums. That's not yeah. Even, but <laughs> how she treated Issa too pissed me off. I yeah, just felt like, like she, she just, wasn't I'm being like, fair to Issa. Yeah, and it's like, do you want anybody to love you in any capacity? I feel like she'd be like, no, do that little Molly. No, <laughs> I hate that. That's like you can see her fighting demons <laughs> and she don't want them to win. No, she don't want them to win. And she's like, I'm gonna be a but strong they black woman. I'm gonna be a strong black woman even if it kills me. And this is like, but them demons gonna show up in one way or another. But um She just was being so irrational. Like, I'm just thinking about like, what was it the what was the argument in the pool? About something with his brother, and she's like, fuck you. And I'm like, whoa. Like, I understand that what he was saying was out of line, but I just feel like you don't do that. You don't put your partner in that position. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if I, if my family member say something out of line to my partner, I will check them, right? But do not be like, fuck you to, to my brother, because now you put me in a position to be like, yeah, what he said was wrong, but you didn't have to disrespect him like that. Yeah, you put me in a position. You put me in a position. Ever put me in a position, please. <laughs> Literally, I beg of you, never put me in a position. <laughs> never put me in a position, but specifically, never put me in a position to have to. You know? Don't make me have to. Right? That that that's not right. So yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Everybody else, I feel like they can work it out for themselves. Like, <laughs> I feel like whatever happens with Tiffany and Kelly, like they'll be all right. You know, they can work it out. Yeah, but, wasn't they? Wait, wasn't um Tiffany or her um man on the brinks of getting a divorce? Or I don't think it was on the brinks of getting divorced, but I wouldn't be surprised if the season ended with that perfect couple. You know, hitting a huge. Like, that's more realistic, hitting something. I think that... Perfect couple? Were we saying something about about how 
Tiffany baby might not be the dad's. I can see oh, that happening yeah. because oh Tiffany's. I think she's sneakier than what she lets on with that. And it's always yeah. the girls who think they so perfect. I they really pass, they be messy. That's so true. So messy. And Kelly, like I said, Kelly's gonna be good. Yeah, she'll be good regardless. Oh, that would be so messy. That's I'm like, come on now, for once, for once, just give me a little cheating, give me a little oh. scandal when it comes to the marriage. The perfect couple, like, like that would make headlines. Like, if Claire Huxtable <laughs> was actually a cheater. Oh, I gotta see it. Speaking of TV, Savage X Fenty fashion show was on um, Amazon. Loved it. Fresh out the runway. Fresh out, fresh out. Yo, that shit was so banging. Like, I can't believe, like, it was just so high quality, so high powered, so extravagant, so clean, so sexy, so So clean. So clean, Sabrina. That's like a a really, really beautiful um word to describe it. And it was something we've never seen before. It kind of reminded me of like a video game, a 90s cartoon. Like a like I don't know how like some cartoons, it reminded me of Gotham a little bit. Like I felt like it was yeah, like fashion you know what? And that's probably why I liked it a lot. And also, like I love the dancing. Like I love seeing dancers dance their ass off. Like that oh. is one of my favorite things. Like that get me so hype and make me want to dance too. And they was connect like if you look at it, if you look this I, every time I watch people dance i always look at the people in the back and um the only reason why i um look at people in the back is because if you ever been to dance school or like dance and stuff sometimes if you wasn't hitting the moves right they would put you in the back but that's not the case in like the real world like if the people in the back was hitting it just like the people in the front and that's how it should be exactly that's exactly how it should be in the precision that's something I really like about watching people dance precision because it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we all maybe can hit a jig, right? We all can dance in the club. We all can do that. What we all can't do is hit certain steps with precision. Mm-hmm. So that's what, like I said, separates just anybody who's been practicing for, you know, one week straight from the people who have been dancing and have a God-given talent. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that the people that were dancing had such a God-given talent and Sabrina, like what you were saying, how everybody was feeling themselves. That's I something. Love that. That I, I love that. I love so people happy. Who, that makes me so happy to see people feeling themselves no matter what size they are. There are people who are pregnant. There are people who are who are super slim and muscular. There are people who are thick there are people who are tall there are people who are short there are people who are different races there are people it's just people People with disabilities people with disabilities there are people who are older and like i love that cindy crawford was like in this because you know back in the day there was no respect for a model once she reached a certain age Mm -hmm. and i just hate that idea of throwing women away who've given us so much right who really were iconic but to see her and to see Erica Badu 
feeling themselves and looking so good and so sexy. It just was amazing. And then fucking Jasmine Sullivan was singing. And it's just like then Normani and Mia. Like, it was just so much happening. And what me and Sabria were noticing was, like, the cohesion. Like, there would be, like, Rihanna looking to the camera and look out of a window. And then a drone would, like, fly on different levels of people walking and some dancing. And I'm like, this is kind of giving me, in a sense, the same production as, like, homecoming in a sense where you know, oh, hell no. People had to practice for mm-hmm. a long time to get this right. <laughs> this mm-hmm. ain't just no thing you throw together, like, last minutely. And it's just... Like, she has literally created something that's never been done before, her and her team. And I just think that's something to be proud about. And she's the queen of diversity and inclusion, if you ask me. And like she said recently, there's no, your work is never done when it comes to being inclusive. Art, like, it's not something you just do, you check off a box. It's always somebody, a new identity, a new person that you can include. And I just feel like she's made this. She's done it so authentically and made like a fantasy world in a sense where everybody is sexy. Yep, I love this so much. Um, also, I love the colors. Mm. Um, I like can't even think of like I said earlier. I can't even really think of like my favorite part. Like every time I watch a like the Fifty Savage show is that was the third one. Every time I watch one, I always be like, oh, I don't want it to end. Like, and um. I just always want more. And I feel like that is a good thing, like, to want more mm-hmm. something. It's definitely just, a good thing. just wanted more. Uh, my favorite scene, this is, like, I don't know why this got me so much. But, um, well, one, that part where Bia um, and the Thick Girls, like, they was, like, they was dancing hard as fuck. Oh, yes, I love it. With the purple lingerie. And I just, I love seeing people who are not small dance like that because it's yet another reminder that your weight don't have nothing to do with your ability to be a good dancer Mm -hmm. and to move and to really, like, move with precision. Like, I just love seeing that and we don't see it enough. And also, I like the men scene with them with the the, the red do-rags on. Mm-hmm. And it was dancing like past the Cavassier because it was so high energy, animated, precision. And I love men being included in a lingerie fashion show because this is what we're talking about with that never done before. Like, I loved, I just mm-hmm. loved it. And the red do-rags, ugh, amazing. Also, it. just... I have to share this. Sabrina shared with me. Um, hold on. I have to read the text because it was funny as shit. You said <laughs> Ricky Martin was feeling his pussy. <laughs> he was. And I, I read that and I'm like, what the fuck does she mean? And I was so excited to, I didn't even know Ricky Martin was in the show. So to hear that he was feeling it like that, I said, huh? And as soon as I see him with them shorts on, Bob, I said, oh, he is sexy. Ricky Martin is Feeling it. Erica Badu, the looks she was giving into the camera. And Sabrina, like you said, like when Brianna started dancing, I was like, whoa, I forgot she can do this. Like, I forgot she can, like, she an entertainer. I forgot that. my One of my favorite, like, um, Navy jokes is people calling Brianna the Avon lady. That's one of my favorite things. It's so funny to me. But yeah, I forgot. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we getting a little entertainment. Yeah, we really was getting... I was like, oh, my God, y'all, look, it's Rihanna. She dancing, y'all. 
I was in the room by myself when I watched it, and that's how I felt. <laughs> oh my I, I was like, y'all look. I was like, oof. And like also like just seeing her, like, I'm like, I'm so excited to be in my 30s um and be sexy. God. It's just, I just love sexiness. I really do. Like, I really live for people to fill themselves and be sexy. I love to do it myself, but the people I get along with the most are people who who live to just to just give a little, you know, to just serve and be confident. Like those people, it's really, it takes a lot of bravery to just know you sexy and be like, yeah, and what? Loved they it. Feeling it, loved it. Sexiest show on television. That's how I feel. That was definitely very sexy. <sighs> Love that. Let us know um, some suggestions for TV dinner. We were thinking about doing clickbait. Sabria has been booked and busy. So whenever she gets a chance to watch it, we'll do that. But I really, really want to talk about clickbait. No spoilers just yet because Sabria has not seen. Yes, so I'm going to watch Hopefully it. we can do that next. But if not, we're going to always watch something. Um, just give us some suggestions. Everybody's got that something. <laughs> Period. Um, so let's get in to companies um having to stop drug tests because there is a labor shortage. We won. I love that. First of all, there shouldn't be no reason why we're like doing that. But here's the thing. If you don't want somebody that's on meth working for your company, I guess it's understandable because <laughs> like there are certain drugs that absolutely take over your brain. This isn't about discrimination. This is just about there are some drugs that are so highly addictive that you cannot have balance. You just cannot. They alter your state and you cannot operate. But I feel like weed is the one that... It's like not fair to test people on because half the damn country has illegal. And then there are people using it for actual medicinal purposes. And then we're in a pandemic where so many people lost their jobs and their health insurance. So mm -hmm. who can really go to a therapist versus who can buy a dime bag? You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's so crazy because like I was applying to jobs and like had an interview for a job that was in New York. And like I was confused and I'm asking, do they do drug tests? But it's like, no. They don't, and they wouldn't waste their time because, you know, it's legal there. But I live in Philly, which, you know, is not. So I just was like, blah, 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 like, you know. This says that more than 4,500 or more than 45,000 employers from 43 countries, 9% have <laughs> admitted to a limit or, or at least 9% have uh, admitted to eliminated drug testing to attract and retain in-demand talent. Because we all know this pandemic is uh, causing a global labor shortage, which I love to hear it. Just want to say that. Um, but yeah, so now they're getting to the point where there's no choice. I also feel like this is where... I hope that this is a point in history that we're witnessing where the people understand their power. Because a lot of absolute outrage and absolute defiance and it's only going to get worse as millennials begin to get more buying power as mm -hmm. gen z begin to get more buying power as we become the majority like the pressure we can put on people to make things happen like life doesn't have to suck is what mm -hmm. i feel like like what if we could just fucking pressure people to be who we want like realize the power show up in teams and pressure people i agree 
I agree because first of all, it's so much wrong with drug testing. It's like classes, it's racist, it's any is you can think of. It's that. And yeah. it's unless it's very unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. Also, like some like for instance, like you were saying, like some people, you know, ran out their health insurance and stuff. And also some people, there are some like, you know, illnesses that people have that like marijuana works best for them. And yeah. some people don't want to um, you know, have um like take um prescription, you know, drugs. Exactly, because that's just as worse. And also I feel like it's a waste of money because people say they do pass the test, then they just get in there and they start doing the drugs again anyway. <laughs> so it was just like, all right, with marijuana in particular, you know, you get out your system for a job. What's stopping you from lighting up the fattest blunt on earth as soon as you get in? So y'all have literally wasted money to prove that I haven't done drugs in the past month. What a waste of company resources. Like, that could be going into raising people's wages. I just feel like we stuck on stupid in this country sometimes. Like, not just country, because it's a global thing, but people are stuck on stupid. And also, it's like, y'all testing for weed. Meanwhile, the CEO is doing coke. Like, so it's like, come on. Yeah. Make it make sense. Make the it make CEO sense. CEO is always doing coke, or like Sorry. being an abuser or something like that. So what's the what's the entry level test for that? For like being a uh, an abusive person, for being a bully, like that to me go, is is more likely to mess up a company's culture than smoking weed. Like it's just it's an old conversation. It's too many things that we just haven't updated from the fifties and sixties before we had as much information. And it's just no need for that because on one sense we send the niggas to the moon and then on another sense <laughs> niggas who don't need to be on the moon, by the way, just people who just wanna go. Uh or not to the moon, but sending them on spaceships and shit. And whole time we in the nineteen fifties when it comes to education, when it comes to mental health services, when it comes to healthcare, when it comes to like drug testing it's like wake up people you know <laughs> wake up I, I, did not, I did not expect you to do that that's just all I can say in my, <laughs> I feel like I, I've turned into Jim Carrey from the mess like, hello wake up <laughs> knock knock is anybody home that's how I feel about these people and their brains and Ain't nobody just like, be home I really, like, I'm not kidding you when I say that I think the people running this country are the stupidest people on earth. Like, I saw that the press secretary for President Biden was like, you know, we saw those disturbing pictures of the people on horses whipping Haitian uh, migrants. So now we've banned horses. What? Do you really think... That the horses was the issue versus the whipping of the people. Like, how can you even split your lips to to get up here and say that without feeling like a complete booty hole? Like, I just don't get it. Like, you should feel like a dumb biscuit head bitch. Like, when you say something like that, like, oh, we're we're taking away the horses. That you is insane. No, the horses ain't what. We, but like, I just feel like people say say they don't they're not afraid of looking dumb no more. That is a shit. And like, I feel like now that we're older, we really, I said older, but now that we're older, we really see it. 
And I feel like it's always been like this, but we really didn't have. I don't think it's always that been much like this. Because I I, no, you're right, Sabrina. It has because I think of some of the, the press recordings and things we hear back from politicians. I just feel like because of like for instance George Bush, the stuff that he was saying. Oh, we knew. I think I everybody knew he was dumb at the time, but I think it's more of like a like a Bill Clinton. I do. I just think that it was just. I think after Bill Clinton, shit just went crazy. Like, but really, I feel like it's yeah. always been definitely because politicians have across the board have always been. Um, I feel like we are less tolerant to stuff now, and we're more like, "Hey, wait a minute!" Like, we are not likely to be like just believe anything now. I do just think that there is a difference in education between politicians. Like, I felt like back in the sixties and you know beforehand. The person who led the country was significantly more educated than the average American. And I feel like now, due to whatever, due to school, due to self-education, whatever, I just don't think that the average politician is as is the same has the same amount of intelligence and worldliness and perspective as the average teenager. I feel like an average teenager can get up right now and say, Explain what authentic sustainability would look like in advertising, and they would give you, like, a great example. But if you ask um, Joe Biden, he would be like, kente cloths, we need to stand up um, and go to war. And it's like, whoa, what? Like, they just really don't know what the fuck is going on, and I think they just need to be gone. Like, how could you and and a group of people get into a room and say, okay, everybody's outraged. What should we say? Let's ban the horses. No, I'm sorry. We we all should be very fucking alarmed. Like these people are so dumb. Exactly. It don't make sense. And also, like it doesn't help that he's like you know older, um, and <laughs> excuse me, older. And also, a lot of these people don't expect to get called out on bigotry. Um, so it's very. I feel like it's very shocking. To them now, they're like, oh, shit, like, people are calling us out on being bigots. Like, what do we do? What do we say? Well, I don't know. Just pull something out of our ass. Um, so I feel like that's where it's, um, it's going. They're just, like, pulling stuff out of their buttholes. And I just think that they think everybody else just likes to complain. Like, oh, people in the Internet just really, really love to complain. So don't take their feedback um, as, you know, anything real. It's like, come, come on. No, y'all are actually dumb. It's not just criticism. Bullshit. So let's move on to some um some news that really upset a lot of people. And I understand. So Miguel and his um and his wife, Nazan Nazanin Mandy, they split after 17 years together. So they got married um in 2018 and they've decided to separate. Um, because they've been together for some time. They wish each other well. And yeah, so it sounds like an amicable separation. And, you know, they would always seem like such a beautiful, loving couple. But um, people, like, I'm not going to lie, I was quite shocked to see how sad some people were. Like, I'm not saying that it isn't sad when a marriage goes after 17 years, but people be like, damn, this was my last hope. I'm like, Really? Yeah, I didn't even know that they were together that long. I forgot they, like, not even trying to sound, um, like, rude, but, like, I, um, for, I didn't even, their existence just wasn't that 
um, prominent to me. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not trying to Sabria, be like. like <sighs> to say that someone's existence just wasn't that prominent. <laughs> well, they still say the same thing about me. True. Facts. <laughs> I know they would say the same thing about That's me. That's facts. Ooh, that I? is very much facts. I'm somebody that owns 13 pairs of Crocs. <laughs> but also like I just feel like what we should have all had that moment maybe three years ago where we stopped getting invested in like other people's relationship despite being married because it's like I do like certain couples but like say Sierra and Russell Wilson like were like we're divorcing I'm like damn you just hate to hear that you know you got kids you just know that it's some unhappiness and heartbreak there but I'm also like they know best like they know best in their relationship they know that they should maybe not be together anymore and it's just like I think 17 years was a successful relationship like yeah. you know that after being together with 17 years if you decide to break up with them that you're sure mm-hmm. you're sure you know that it's done and people come into each other's lives and it was a successful relationship if you made each other happy loved each other for a long time like it was successful and I also don't want people to feel like they gotta give up on love just because like Oh shit! Everybody seem like they divorcing. It's because the people who be together just be quiet about it. It's yeah. always examples of people who've been together for a long time, and it's always examples of people who separate. It's what it is. Exactly. Also, at least they not sticking together, pretending they like each other, like freaking Will and Jada. Oh yeah, somebody was like, just break up, normalize breaking up. But the thing is, I feel like you know what. Every every relationship model is going to look different, and as long as the two people in it aren't are happy, I don't care if your relationship is like yeah, me and my husband see each other once a year, but we're married and we love each other. It just doesn't sound like my business, you know. I don't care. It's just I don't want that, you know, for myself. Yeah, my problem is I feel like they're ma- like literally me minding my business, going to the gym, grocery shopping, do 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 do, randomly scrolling through my timeline. Who funny joke. Jada, I want to learn how to love. What? <laughs> Leave me alone. Or will um, we've we've fallen out. We've hated each other since two thousand eight, but our love for each other is out of this world. It's like wait, you have done all these things. You have stepped out. You both just can't seem to find peace with each other like I just feel like sometimes people be trying to make love to be this thing that's just so abstract and complicated and it's just like I don't buy that like I don't I feel like my love for people <laughs> be really straightforward and like just chill um, a lot of y'all it. just need help and like to work through something like my thing is why am I in it? That's how I feel, feel about that. I literally feel like, now, why am I in it? Like, I didn't do... Like, I literally, I literally, I saw that, I think it was today or yesterday, literally minding my business, running my errands, applying to my little jobs, washing my clothes, laughing at some jokes, then bam, I want to know how to love. What the fuck do that got to do with me? But you know what else? I just be feeling so sure about, like... <laughs> The people I'm sure about, I'm 100% sure about. And that's a requirement to, like, get to the level of maybe being, I don't know, like, my husband or something. So I'm just like, maybe, I know I've never been married and things can change, but it's just like, if you're still trying to learn how to love a 50 baby, then I just... Next. Next question. See ya. 
Yeah. I can't do this. I'm over it, dude. I and really like, also, can't do it. You know, to yourself, like, I don't want to know. I really but, can't do it. Um, final tea time story. We can make this um, super short. I just thought it was interesting. But uh, there's a report coming out saying that the number of men enrolled at a two and four year college has fallen behind women by record levels and a widening education gap across the U.S. Okay, so. This is the Wall Street Journal, by the way. But everyone's saying that men are abandoning higher education in such numbers that they now trail female college um, people, which is just beyond me. Because it's like, let's just think about how there was a time, like in the 60s, most there were more women who stayed at home than, you know, worked. Then it got to a point where there were more, like, when women would go to college, they would feel uncomfortable because they're around all these men. Mm-hmm. What happened where the people who had the upper hand started to trail behind like this? Some and it's not to say that, like, oh, college equals success. And this, I just do not believe that. I just do not believe that. Yeah. But it's just like... What what's making these people who this system was like built for not be able to be successful in it? Everyone's saying now that the focus is like aimed at like educational opportunities for low income, first generation, disabled college students. But it it does kind of point to the fact that like a lot of people like weren't actually doing that well as much as they just had the bar lowered for them. And as soon as like the attention mm-hmm. go, like low income students had to keep going regardless of if they had support or not. But it's like this whole system was built for these people, and as soon as people start making it easier for them, it's like folks trail off. It's just like, I don't know, from a high level, I just wonder when are men going to start? I don't know. I feel like, well, how can we investigate issues that simply impact men, one, and take it seriously, but also how can men fix themselves? I'm be honest. That's how I feel. Yeah, I feel like they have gotten, because for instance, like, if you think about it, like, a job, like, a man could be totally unqualified, but they still gonna go for it. Yep. They still gonna go for it with confidence, with the goal, and they're gonna get it most times. So I feel like they got a whiff of that and like they they know that now. So they don't have to try as hard or like they're like, oh, I don't need that. Like, you know, because I remember I was shocked. Um when I remember when, you know, Kanye West first came out, excuse me, and, you know, he has album literally ti- literally titled College Dropout. And, like, me, I was younger, excuse me, I was young when that came out, and I was thinking about college, and I eventually went. But, like, seeing that and, like, seeing how successful he was becoming and being a college dropout, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of men have that, you know, they can be six. Like I know men who are successful, you know, without having to, you know, go through college and things like that. I feel like it has a lot to do with male privilege and like they have gotten whiff of that and they know how to work their, um, you know, how to be charming, how to be this to get, you know, around certain things because it's kind of hard for, um, Fems, um, to do stuff like that because, for instance, like if a woman is charming and like you know witty and want to be slick and stuff, it's you know automatically seen as like flirting, 
Um, and, like, you know, could be also interpreted as, like, being, like, a little scandalous, frivolous, if you will, you know? Yeah, but and it, I and I do want to make it clear, like, I know we said it already, but I, I don't think people don't deserve success when they don't go to college. Like, I yeah, feel no, like no. I have people, a lot of men in my life, who are successful men, who have not gone to college, who are making good money, who are happy, and who are who are who are doing good because they're doing what they want to do. They did what they wanted to do. But I just think about the fact that, you know, with education gaps going to come some pay gaps. And then you start to feel like the harder you work as a woman sometimes, the more you're not going to be able to find like a guy that's on your level, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is like not everybody is not with a degree, but making good money. That's that be my problem a lot of times. Mm -hmm. It is it's to the point where it's like I don't even give a shit about the degree as much as I care about like well what you doing like what is a lot of negative connotations that come with like not being in school. And I just want to make sure I want to see what side you want. Cause I really don't care. Like that's not no requirement. The requirement is the hard work. That's all. So I don't know. It just makes me wonder like what dating is going to look like. And if, if at some point because of, I, I feel like sometimes I'm like, if because women are the ones being more educated and, and eventually making more money, will that mean that we will have more power and that defeats the patriarchy? But then I'm like, the patriarchy so strong, I feel like people would just start making you not need a degree to get a job before they let us win. Like, that's just how I feel sometimes. So, so we'll see. That could be good and bad, too. I really want people to stop making a college degree a requirement for certain things because... I feel like I went to college. It was a great experience. I learned a lot, but I just, it was just, I just went through college to open up doors for myself. Mm -hmm. And the, what I learned in class did not get me a job. And to this day, doesn't help me at work. I just feel like some of the theories and stuff were cool. They made me a better person. It was a safe space for me. And again, it, it was a tool. It was only a tool and it gave me access, but it's not necessary to being a smart person and it's not necessary to doing a job because for the past 12,000 before, before then people just was getting jobs without, you know, just with a high school diploma and doing them well. So it was mm -hmm. like, why, what now change? Oh, the competition, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's it. Um, let's move on into the sunken place. Sunken. <sighs> oh my God. Oh my God. So um, there's going to be, a, a Netflix dropped a trailer for an upcoming Western called The Harder They Fall, and it has, a, like, a star-studded, uh, cast. We have Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, Delroy Lindo, Lakeith Stanfield, um, I see Damon Wayans Jr., Dion Cole, Regina Kang, and Idris Elba. Like, okay, so, so, so the stars are out. So essentially, um, Jonathan Majors, y'all know, he's fucking fine. It says, when outlaw Nat Love <laughs> discovers that his enemy, Rufus Buck, <laughs> is being released from prison, he rounds up his gang to track Rufus down and seek revenge. Those riding with him in this assured, righteously new school western include his former love, stagecoach Mary, which is Zazie Beats, his right and left-hand man, hot-tempered Bill Pickett, and fast-drawn Jim 
Beckford. Okay, so, you know, all these different people. My whole thing is that Zazie Beats is supposed to be Stagecoach Mary, um, which I didn't know anything about Stagecoach Mary, but it's based off of a historic figure, you know? So somebody on Twitter shared what the actual Stagecoach Mary looked like, and of course, she was a dark-skinned black woman, thick black woman, but then Zazie Beats plays a character who is a light-skinned thin woman. So I'm just like... The loosest it, curls you've never seen. The loosest curls you've ever seen. And I love Zazie Beats. I think she's very cool. I think she's very groovy. You know? <laughs> but it's just... It's not even about Zazie Beats. Well, it kind of is. But it's mostly like Sabrina was saying about these casting directors who continue to erase dark skin and thick women and especially dark skinned thick women at any chance they get. Y'all knew we was going to look it up. Like, that's what I'm saying. Do people got like, your they, ass? You knew we were going to Google who Stagecoach Mary was. You knew we were. But somebody. Not, that's a cool say, ass name. Yeah. Somebody just decided, I don't give a fuck. I want Zazie Beats to play her. You know, so it's just it's just so disrespectful. I want people to start getting more realistic. And for I mean, Jesus, Pete, I'm begging. Give us what we want, what we want. And this is like um, crazy eyes. Uzo, uh, what's her? I can't pronounce her last name. Aduba, Uzo Aduba would have ate that role up. She definitely you know what I mean? would. And that is somebody who is thicker. That is not who is dark skinned. And I'm just like, this is why it's just like so hard for certain people to work in Hollywood because even when characters are made for them, they don't get casted. Exactly. And like, I'm sorry, like, also, like, when you think, why would Zazie Beats even be in that setting? Um, <laughs> like, look at her. Like I said, the loosest curls you've ever seen, um, very light skin. I just don't feel like she would be in that setting. Um, Zendaya is notorious for turning down roles, um, you know, because she is lighter, you know, thinner. And I feel like more people should do stuff like that. Yeah, um, I agree. Because now, you know, Iman said, I think she's very cool. I think she's groovy. Um, but now I'm looking at you like, why did you accept? Maybe she didn't know who Stage Coach Mary was, but I find it hard to believe yeah. that you get a role and you don't Google and learn about. Ain't the no history. way. It's just. It's Ain't just no really, way. Come on, it's no way. And also, like I sometimes like I look at the men, right? So for the guys, it's like Jonathan Majors, Idris Alba, like all the men are just like undeniably African American men, and uh, you know it's great. But then it's like every Regina King is also in this, uh, but she's not like uh, the leading lady of uh, Jonathan. Wait, okay, cool. So he's she's essentially not the love interest. The love interest is a, once again like the the light skinned woman. I just feel like we need to start unpacking this and understand like even if it wasn't intentionally packaged that way, it always feels like a kick for black women when every time the like love interest or something like that is not it's not someone who looks like the majority of black women exactly. you know like come on like it's also, just like sometimes it's put me in a position to say just get a regular black girl 
<laughs> that's what is putting me in a position to say because I'm like, just get a regular black girl, like full blown, full blooded, you know? Exactly, and it makes me mad because like I feel like men always get the chance to like they always like um, cast like dark skinned men, but like women, I feel like is you know have they have a harder time. Or if you do, you have to be in impeccable shape. You do. Mm-hmm. You have to be impeccable. You have to be like a Lupita Nyong'o. Um, like you have to be like the woman who plays Michonne from, uh, I forget her name right now, but plays Michonne in The Walking Dead and mm-hmm. also was like in, you know, uh, Black Panther. Like, yeah, you, you gotta have like uh, zero fat on your body in mm-hmm. order to get it. And I just don't think that that's a fair trade off. It's just not right. And then I was listening to like Taraji P. Henson, even though she is like, you know, slimmer size, she was just saying how like people in Hollywood be really be uncomfortable with black women you know what I mean like they just be very uncomfortable and I feel like is that really hard to believe no it's Hmm. not it's sick it's just sick I didn't like that I just it's just real nasty and it's like nobody even cares either everyone's just gonna be like it was a great movie Mm you know um let's get into this common senses all right I'm actually really excited let's dig in let's dig in shall we so this week we're talking about gratitude and being satisfied with what you've got. The background behind this is that like we're starting to realize both within ourselves and other people, if you're not careful, you're going to always be looking for what's better, mm-hmm. what's different, what's better. And, you know, sometimes you're dating somebody and you feel like you can't keep their attention because they go on the Internet and they go, what's better? Who's freakier? Yeah. Whose ass is fatter? Like, who, who's freakier? And then a woman goes, I can't appreciate this guy because who's richer? Or somebody goes, I can't appreciate this guy because who, who, you know, who has more money? Who has more like this? Who has more that? Like, you know what I mean? It's always like, where's more? Where's more? Where's more? And even in, on a smaller scale, say you got a job, right? You hate your job. You go, I just wish I could get another job. Then I'd be happy. You go to that job. You might be happy for a month, two months. Mm-hmm. Then you start experiencing the same fucking fatigue you felt at the last place. Mm-hmm. And their flaws start coming out. You start realizing like, oh, I don't really like it here either. And then you go and you say, oh, you know, I I, I love my last apartment, but then I'll get to this apartment. It's going to always be something everywhere. And at some mm-hmm. point, you just have to be satisfied. This is not called settling. This is called being satisfied Mm -hmm. and that's the key to life otherwise you're gonna always be looking left looking right comparing what you've got to somebody else's Mm -hmm. so we wanted to talk about like we wanted to unpack unpack the why do we always want more on an individual basis like why is it that we are we always are just like hmm what do you think i feel like um like, especially with social media, like, your self-image is, like, is more out there than ever. And I feel like um, even if you aren't in a competition with anybody, you're just chilling. I feel like there is always a, it's always a constant, like, battle. Like, there's always something, like, you feel like you, you see this. Like, for instance, you get a new car. Oh, I like my car. And then you see an ad for something like a cooler car or like you see somebody that posts maybe on Twitter like, oh, I'm 21 and I just bought me the newest Tesla or whatever. And like, and you're like, damn, like, well, I want that. Like, well, first of all, do you even like 
that that type of car? Like, and you just had no car. You just, you just had, had no, no car. car or a car that wasn't working. So now you can't even be satisfied with your growth and the move you just made and the thing you just did. Like that wouldn't have happened unless you put some effort in and you did it. You go through a lot to get something and then it's just like, yeah, but look what so-and-so got, right? Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And also, like, you don't know what that person, you know, had to do to get there. Um, you know, the sacrifices they made, sleepless nights, um, one, and also not trying to throw dirt on nobody, but you don't even know if this person like owns that, you know? Yeah. Or if they got rich parents or something, sometimes it's exactly. apple oranges. Like you can't compare yourself to people when your situation don't like match theirs. It's just two different paths, two different lives. Exactly. That that has helped me immensely. Um, that has helped me immensely. Um, being like, um, you don't know this person's situation and also like people's finances and stuff different. Like some people might have more help than you. And like, you know, some people might not have a, a lot of help. So they fight a little bit harder, you know, than you. And that has been helping me like calm my ass down. Um, because I have like a lot of anxiety about that, like wanting to be the best and like, like for instance, um, you know, I think I talked about it before, like before, you know, the pandemic, like I was a manager, assistant manager and working in retail and I wasn't satisfied because I'm like, oh, I'm working in retail. Like I felt like bad about that because like, you know, I went to college and like, I felt like I was supposed to be doing something different and like I was making okay money and, you know, I had great benefits and stuff like that. And I just wasn't, you know, um, I was always comparing myself to other people, especially like, you know, friends and stuff that worked in like office jobs. And I just felt like I wasn't good enough and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to now, I kind of miss that job. I'm being honest. <laughs> it is. I miss it. I do. I do. Like, I hate that, you know, at first, like, I felt free because I was like, oh, this is going to be my only, um, this is going to be my only, um, my, my last retail job. Like, I really was, like, standing on this. And I was like, I feel good, like, going out with, like, this job. Like, you know, it's not that bad. I had, like, minor complaints, but, you know, no job is perfect. But now I'm like, damn, I'm so sad that we didn't make it through the pandemic because I'm like, now I got to look for something else. And, like, people ain't trying to pay me like how they was paying me. Yeah. You know, so I spent all that spent year hemming and hawing. I got a promotion, all the stuff still hemming and hauling, hemming and hawing, bitching and complaining. <laughs> and look at me. Say it. Stop. All right, now, <laughs> now you're just taking it too far. Oh, but I, I do feel you. I know what you far. mean. I'm I not feel, sad like that. You but said I'm just hemming like, and hawing. You are not hemming and hawing. <laughs> I really think the thing is I'm such a like bubbly person. I think me saying one bad thing is complaining. Yeah, no, you really be good. Like you still going to orange theory. That's the thing. It's like you this if this you struggling, you doing damn good. Like you know what I mean. You still get your nails done. You still going to orange theory. You still Uber where you need to go. Like and I'm not trying to dilute your struggles as much as just remind you that you know true. you're still that girl. Like you're just yeah you're just having a moment. True. That's very true. 
You're still that girl, you know? That's very true. But I see where, like, I want to be. I'm just like, dang. So now I'm going to be grateful, grateful, grateful. <laughs> Yo, it really do be taking shit to make you feel grateful. And I think you're right. I think it's social media. It's just this visual and constant illusion that there is actually something better in quality than what you have now. But you don't realize that, like, one was for me is going to be for me if I if I mind my business like you know look like say somebody lives in a beautiful home mm-hmm. and you go wow that home's beautiful that home's better than mine god damn what's going to get you to a home like that you just continuing to stare at that home on social media or you saying all right bet thank you for entering the chat that i i appreciate that like fantasy that goal entering my mind because now i have something to work harder towards but i'm not here right now and this is today like and i just got to stand in today i just feel like that the thought process don't go there just go like yo look what she got look what i got it's just like a compare and contrast and no no thought process on, but yeah, that could be my one day. Today's just not the day. What the fuck is going to, you know, what am I going to do about it? Because then you go get that house and then you're going to see that there's going to be somebody else with this sprawling mansion. It's like, was well, this house, be-? at some point you just got to be like, well, it's mine. And that's what's good because it's it's mine right now. And this is what I got to work with. And I having a home in, in itself is a blessing. Like, let's not think about that. There are some people at this point, they just want a home. Mm-hmm. And then you got one and you saying, but yeah, but my shower don't remove itself and my tub don't have jets. Like it's okay to dream and have goals, but it's also good to just make sure, like be thankful for your basic needs. being Yes. Met. And appreciate what you have in a moment. Cause like, you will be like me being like, damn. Yeah. I mean, we've all done that. Like, so like you were saying, you always think that the grass is greener on the other side. And it's a reason why these cliche ass sayings exist because they're heavy. Like, I think that there are times again in life where you see them more, but like, I, I definitely have felt this as far as dating like every time I was with one guy I would get nervous that like I don't want to commit to him because what if somebody better comes along that's like more ambitious and I like them more like seriously like what if I hop into this relationship even though and this person isn't perfect and then I find somebody who actually is perfect ain't that crazy to think like that that's that's really how I used to think yeah, that's a bad joint. But now sure. I'm trusting it. Like, I'm trusting the process. Like, look, if this is the person I'm talking to right now, then that's the person I'm talking to right now. It's going to always be somebody that seems better. But they're actually going to have just as much bullshit. And who's to say that I'll even connect with them like I'm connecting with this person? Same thing exactly. with jobs. Every time I get one job, next thing you know, you know, it stops becoming exciting. And you start finding, like, the things that are hard. Then you're like, I don't want to work at this job no more. I want to work somewhere else. I want to work at a bigger company. I want more money. At some point, you just got to sit your ass down and be like, look, <laughs> just sit down. That's that's the key. Like, sit your ass down and just be like, this, this is cool for now. Because that's how you get good at things anyway. Being focused mm-hmm. on the one thing, putting your all into it. You don't really get you don't get a chance to get good at things if you just keep jumping around, mm-hmm. switching. Like you just become a jack of all trades, but like a master in none. And exactly. that's just becomes frustrating too. So now, now it's a new challenge. You feel lost. You don't feel grounded. So what I don't know. What made you change? Like, what's the turning point? And like, what are some of the things that you you do to remind yourself 
to to be appreciative when you don't feel appreciative? Um, just seeing like it would be people that I'm like, dang, like I wish I had this X Y Z, and I realized that they didn't have the sh- they didn't have a support system that is as strong as mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really made something click in me like seeing how like the fact that like you know my parents how they support me you support me my other friends and stuff like that my family in general just like I'm always constantly surrounded by love and support and I just you know everybody don't have that you know they might have the car or the house and stuff like that but like what I have is something that you know you can't buy not to be corny but it's true um, so the thing is, I feel like it's always a sacrifice. Like, you know, like I said, some people don't have anybody, anybody that they can lean on or anything like that. And like, you know, if they're down in a financial rut or something like that, all they have is them. So they have to have certain things that I don't have right now, because if they didn't, you know, who knows where they would be. So I feel like in time, things will happen. Um, like I said, right now, you know, it might not be my season, but I'm not doing as bad as, you know, I'm saying I am being a bit dramatic. It's because I'm used to, um, I'm used to being a baller, but (laughs) (laughs) not that much of a baller, but like a baller in my own terms. Exactly. But, But I'm used to a certain, I'm accustomed to a certain thing. So that's why I'm like, damn, I'm down bad. But yeah, um. Yeah, it that really helped me seeing that like you know there's always a there's always a pro and there's always a con you know and I to feel like everything. I sh- to everything and I feel like I should definitely um be more at peace with my cons. Yeah, I feel that way too. I feel like life is never going to be perfect, but I think the turning point for me was just realizing that I'd be trying my best and kind of I feel like things just start working out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, that too. Huh? That too. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like things just start working out to the point where I can let go of wondering like, oh, is is this better? Is this better? Is this better? Like, I feel like things just become, become what it is. And I'm like, this is just my journey. Like, this is my life, my journey. My path is going to be unique. Whatever somebody else is doing, their path has already been, like, created. As far as, like, is there another par- partner that's better for me? I feel like I got to lean into fate a little bit. Like you just got to trust that like what's coming in your life is meant for you. Like if it's a person that you're giving your energy to, you actually have to trust that if that's the person you feel in, then that's the person for you right then and there. Mm-hmm. I hate people who always want to just keep going more and more extreme because that's actually one of the saddest things in the world to live your life and never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. That means you spent your whole life on a rat race searching for happiness. And happiness really might be just what you make it. You know what I mean? Like life really going to be happy if you decide to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is you could have 20 different soulmates. Like it's like you could be with him or you could be with him and you could be happy either way. Right. Mm-hmm. You could be uh, doing this job or doing that job and you could make more money here for sure. Like you could do this, but it's just like, yeah, you could potentially be happy 
in a hundred different jobs. So what you going to do, try all of the 100 or you just going to get a damn job and enjoy it and then focus your energy somewhere else. It's just, it gets to a point where it's like, you're going to keep chasing like something that disappears every time you get to it. That's like a cat. Like when you put like a flashlight and like the cat be like chasing it or something like a laser. It's like, you don't want to be a cat chasing the laser. You just want to you know, enjoy your life and become present. And I think I shared this before, but it's, I do this exercise to ground myself because sometimes I spend the day living and sometimes I spend the day in my head. Mm -hmm. And every time I spend a day in my head, you feel like you're being productive when you overthink, but it gets to a point where you just make believing in your head running different. You're actually not being productive. You haven't done anything besides sit still. And I don't like that because I like to be productive. So I got this technique where I touch three things. I look at three things and I listen for three things and you can design this to yourself. Like it could be whatever. Like if you, you know, can't look at three things, like, you know, say three things in your head or name three movies, but it's such a simple trick where you redirect your brain and you're just be like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have to think about that. I get to choose mm -hmm. what I want to think about and where I want to put my energy. I get to choose to calm down. I'm in control. Just like you didn't realize you could like lift 190 pounds today and then you did it and you're like, oh, wow, you can choose to shut your thoughts off. And so the first time you do it, you go, like, oh, shit, I really did it. Yeah, you can do that. Big fan of shutting my thoughts off. Love it. That's the ultimate power being able to be like you quiet down to my brain and then uh, it quiets down oh my favorite true peace true yeah. peace a lot of practice but i really started at the beginning of the pandemic just being like i want to be more present like practicing mindfulness breathing exercises uh there's so many different ways but it's like you gotta it, it requires actual work and the the want to change from chasing and just be like yo i just want peace i'm tired of always searching for something right it's never going to end yeah because you're going to be searching child the search yeah the search really never ends it never ends and it's it's exhausting i just be want to be satisfied and happy and living my life and actually i think a lot of people consider like being present as settling I used to think that it's settling. Like, if you just like, yeah, I know he got flaws, but I'm going to stick beside him. I'm like, you settling. <laughs> and it can be. It's, it's balance. But sometimes it's just like, no, nah, I'm just chilling. He cool. We going to work it out. And I trust that if this person doesn't make me feel good and they're not meeting my standards, I trust that I'll stop. Exactly. If that, that's the main thing. Like, because everybody, nobody's perfect. Everybody has flaws. Yeah. So, um... When you, uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. When you, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> somebody, somebody can have flaws, but if they have, like, if they're making you sad, uncomfortable. Yeah. You gotta trust, like, that, that, that same vetting system that you wear on, on your vest, like, and be like, yeah, I'm a vetter. It's, if you relax, it'll kick in. I'm talking to myself, just so you all know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the bottom line is, the grass is not always greener on the other side. You have to water your own garden and find joy in being present. Mm -hmm. 
So when I shared this, Sabria, we were trying to figure out, like, what do we mean? Water your own, like, it's a saying, and Sabria's like, water your own garden? And I'm like, I think that that makes sense, because, like, if you have a garden, like, say your neighbor has a beautiful garden, and you keep looking at your neighbor's garden and admiring how beautiful it is, like, that's not going to make your brown-ass, dead-ass <laughs> garden, like, any more beautiful. Like, it's you have to help. actually say, oh, their garden is beautiful. Let me, that inspires me to water mine. And then you have to fertilize and take time and pay attention to the shit going on in, in your space and just be gracious and express gratitude. And so many doors will open. Like I feel like life becomes better when you are thankful. It's true. It's very true. Water garden. So that's it. And of course, we're going to bring back gratitude because we realized we just stopped doing it. I, don't, I have no clue. Like <laughs> I don't know what happened. But yeah, just no be think, name one thing that you are thankful for. Um, I am thankful for the ability to be able to work out consistently. I literally be praying for strength every time I go. And I'm happy that I do go because it's very important to me. Yes, I'm thankful for the same thing. I'm also thankful for my ability to um stand up for myself. I know that it's not something, I used to think it was something that came easy to everyone, but it's really not, but it's so necessary in life to be able to advocate for yourself. And I'm just thankful that I, like, I don't, I'm not perfect in all ways. Like, I'm not the best when it comes to like, you know, romance um not the best when it comes to certain uh things i'm actually not the best when it comes to managing money but when it comes to standing up for myself and and standing up for other people that don't scare me i feel like it's necessary and each it's never a time where i'm really punished for as much as i walk away feeling better like it's a way to do it so i'm thankful for that yeah guys <laughs> let us know what you're thankful for like hit us up on black girl brunch um socials you can find us on twitter at blk girl brunch you can find us on instagram at black girl brunch you can hit me up on instagram at imamatay you can hit me up on twitter at it's matay and sabria at frankenfem underscore on twitter and it's frankenfem on instagram y'all her also remember to email us if you have anything um any sponsors uh any sponsors or sponsorship ideas partnerships if you would like to um send us a listener letter or let us know like holla at us on the email at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com and guys that's it for this week's show we love you goodbye peace